Welcome to the Silver and Mature Womanpreneur Podcast, a podcast for and by women over 50, providing faith-building strategies for female entrepreneurs looking to achieve higher levels of productivity, capacity, and growth, where we strive to focus on God's agenda while building our businesses to serve our community with excellence. Welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, let them know a little bit about who you are and what you do and who you serve. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me. And my name is Kimberly Y. Evans. I am an attorney with an MBA. Um, and I often joke that I am a redirected attorney. Um, because my original career plans were actually to be arguing drug legislation and constitutional law in D.C. Um, somehow or another, I ended up working in financial services instead, and I live in Texas. So obviously, geography was not my strongest suit. Um, but really what's happened in my career is I've had a really great corporate career. Um, but about 20, 25 years in, I had an opportunity to really understand what it would like, be like to run my own company. And so I did that. I transitioned out of corporate America in 2015 and basically took all of those skill sets that I was using to help make corporations thrive, do well, you know, read all their missions and goals, et cetera, and really started being able to do that for myself and for our company. So right now I own a full-service financial firm. If it has anything to do with our clients' money, we have somebody on our team that specializes in that area. I specifically specialize in safe money strategies. Um, and basically, I serve individuals, families, and business owners to really understand why they may have more month at the end of their money, how do they set up a business that is going to be sustainable and profitable, and then how do we make sure we're saving properly, protecting what we're saving, and protecting ourselves and our families. So really, it's the piece of people's lives that really around, revolves around understanding how money works so that you can live the quality of life you want to live. Um, so that's really what it is for me. We hear a lot about the global economy and the national economy, but we really need to clearly understand our personal economy and how does that work so that we can live the way we would choose to live. So Purpose Consulting is named as the name of our company, and it was literally named for what I was purposed to do. I have the gift of taking really complicated things and explaining them in English. Um, and then really we're just real people with a real purpose. So that's kind of what I do and who I serve and what I spend all day every day doing. Mm, I love it. I love it. I wanted to go back to something you said about you. So you took your skills, all of the skills that you had in your, in your corporate environment and, you know, all of your skill sets and brought them to, you know, what you're doing now, Right. Correct. Okay, okay. Because that's really the whole goal of this, you know, podcast is to help people understand, those of us who are over 50, you know, to understand, number one, we bring a lot to the table. We have a lot of wisdom. We have not a, lot, not a lot of knowledge, a lot of, um, uh, you know, skill set, you know, that we actually bring to the table. And so there is um, uh, a plethora of, of, of things that we can do, you know, and, and just, you know, and so that's why I love what you were saying about purpose consulting is that you brought all of that to your business. 
And so, again, that's the, that's the main, main purpose of this whole podcast is to help people and women uh, of our age to understand that they bring a lot to the table. They don't have to stay where they are or settle for just, you know, mediocre kind of work, and they don't have to stop what they're doing. And so that's the whole, whole thing around this podcast. And so I'm so glad that you said that. So what are some ways that people can um, examine, and I, I do have some more questions for you, but I, I really kind of wanted to d- dive into this a little bit. What are, some, what are some things that they need to examine when it comes to their skill sets and bringing them bringing that to like a new career or a coaching business or, you know, whatever kind of business that they are, uh, you know, looking to, to start. I hope I, answer, I hope I asked that question that made sense. It does. And, and I think it's an interesting question because I think it's twofold. The beautiful thing about being a woman in your 50s is that not only do you have work experience that you bring to the table, but you also have life experience. And somewhere in your 40s, all of that stuff starts coming together. And by the time you end your 40s and go into your 50s, you know exactly who you are, where you've been, what you've done. And you can really take the combination of your work experience and your life experience and decide, now what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And it's so important that we spend that time as women because the average woman is expected to live into her 90s. So if you think about that, when we're in our 50s, we still have almost half of our life still to go. We're not Mm -hmm. even considered at this point in time to be the age of retirement. So we still have a lot to do. So we get an opportunity to say, based on what I know already, based on what I've experienced already, what do I want to do now? And literally scope that or put it together in a way that says, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life or this is what I'm going to do in this season of my life. And even if you stay in corporate America, but you want to start something on the side, if you're ready to transition out of corporate America, you really just kind of sit and say, well, I know how to do this, or I've had these experiences, and I can make this happen. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that. So did you always know this this was where you were going to be doing financial education? And we're going to get into that. Uh, in just a second, but did you always know that this is where you would end up or or what? Not a clue. This was not even on my radar, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> so it's interesting you asked me that because I love sharing this story because I think one of the things people, we often make the mistake of we see people and we think they've always had it figured out or this was always the path that they were on or it was so nightly, nicely knitted together for them. Um, and that could not be further from the truth. I did always know I was going to be an attorney, um, but in law school, I really discovered that I was better with paper than people, so that kind of shaped the career that I ended up on the business side of law as opposed to practicing law in the courtroom or like family law or things like that, Um, but I never had any inclination that I would be in financial services. My career started leading itself that way because I was negotiating multi-million dollar contracts for companies like Sprint, for example, or things like that. Um, But I ended up, um, as a result of my church, really discovering that I was going to end up in financial education. And it really happened by accident because I was working in mortgage banking, um, and we had a program for people to really start understanding how they could qualify for home ownership and really start building wealth through owning a home. 
Um, and so I was taking my corporate skills and just really kind of spending time in the community and really started to understand how much that happened at the corporate level or how much happened at the political level in our country most people don't understand. And so I started working for a faith-based nonprofit and really spending some time in the community. And that's when I discovered that what we understand at the corporate level, what the politicians understand, and like I spent a lot of time with the Department of Treasury, the language and the things that we understood at that level and the language that everybody else understood in the community that needed to use all the information we were putting together did not go together. They were completely mm -hmm. separate, completely apart, and there was just this huge gap. So that's when I discovered, um, and this would have probably been around the 2006-2007 timeframe, that's when I discovered that I really needed to take all of the things that I knew and teach them to people in the community so they could use them to take care of themselves and their family and just make better decisions because the more educated they would be, the more decisions. Um, so no, I had no clue at all. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. So mm. there you go. Cause so, sometimes yeah. God, God knows where you're going, but sometimes you don't necessarily know where you're going. That is so true. So true. So why, why do you think financial education is so important? Well, it's really just around the way we make decisions at our personal lives, right, or the way we make decisions for our business is based on the information we have. If we have limited information or if we don't have a clear understanding of how things work, then what ends up happening is we make decisions based on what we know, and you don't know what you don't know. And so those decisions may not always be the best decision because you don't know any different. So financial education really needs to be around we live in a capitalist economy in the United States of America. We have a tax system. We have an economic system. You need to understand how that works and how it applies to you and your family or you and your business and your family. That way you can make better decisions. So it's important because the more information you have, the better decisions you make, the better quality of life you get to live. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that we're, you know, speaking of financial education, do you think that we're getting – closer as a community, uh, as, as an African-American community, uh, black community, do you think we're getting closer to closing that gap or where, where do you think we are? Well, let me, let me answer that question this way. So 100 years ago, the black community had one-fourth of 1% 1 of the nation's wealth. Today, we have approximately one-fourth of 1% 1 of the nation's wealth. Wow. Okay. So we are not bridging that gap because there's never been as much available as it is now. There weren't as many companies that were black-owned, veteran-owned, women-owned that were out in the community passing these things on. So we're making some headway, but not nearly as much as we should be. But here's what's interesting about that, Aljuma, is that as a race um, in our community, black people spend about $1.3 trillion in our economy yet only 3% of us work in financial services. Mm, wow. So we've learned how yeah. to make money. We've learned how to spend money. We have not learned how to save money. We have not learned how to make our money work for us. And we've not learned how to build wealth, let alone to use while we're alive, but to pass on to the next generation. And that's where our biggest gap is, which is why this is so important. Yeah. Well, you know, I 
so just for the sake of, of the listeners, uh, that's that's um, that's going to be uh, listening to this recording at you know whatever time. So I really wanted to, because I know that you are a crusader, and I know yes. that you, uh, you know, your whole goal is to fight against poverty. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, why are you picking a fight against poverty, and why are you working? Why, why, why work? so hard to get more people working in the financial industry? Because I know you just said there's only what, uh, what was the percentage again of, of black people working in this industry? Was it? Yeah, 3% of us. Yeah, 3%. So, you know, why work so hard? And then how can we accelerate this process? So it's interesting. Um, the reason I am so dedicated to this, and yes, I am a crusader, and that is just true to my nature, even though most of the time I'm like, so God, what are we doing again? Um, but <laughs> here's what I firmly believe within everything that's in me is that God created us to live a prosperous life. We mm-hmm. are entitled to it. We deserve it. So what's happening is I'm watching us. We're some of the hardest working people ever. We don't ask for much of anything. We will go get it. If you tell us how it's set up, we'll go play. I often joke about if you let us play, we'll win. But you can't play in a game you don't even know exists. You can't even participate if you don't know how it works. But we deserve that. Our families deserve that. Our kids deserve that. The generations that came before us worked hard so that we could have more. Those of us that are here now need to work hard so the generations beyond us have more. But I'm a Christian, so we always talk about this, um, you, you know, you know where I stand on things. Everything for me is about yeah. what God says, God's word says. Yeah. God's word says that I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you. So I firmly believe that that is his plan for everyone. And everyone mm-hmm. deserves to have that based on whatever it is they want to do and whatever kind of life they want to live for them and their families. But they have to have the tools to do that. And so my crusade or my fight against poverty is sometimes we settle, sometimes we don't know, sometimes we don't have access. And so I just want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can and reaching as many people as I can to say, hey, here's the information you need. Now you can make a decision. If you need something, call me. But now you at least know what is the game, how do you play the game, and then you can decide what you want to do. Um, And so that's just really, really important to me. And the reason I'm so – I think the poverty thing really became an issue for me because people often say to me, well, you know, I'm just keeping it real, or the Bible says, you know, the poor you'll have with you always. Yes, the Bible says the poor we will have with us always. It doesn't say you have to be the poor. It says that there's always going to be poor people for us to take care of. That's a different mindset altogether. Um, And I just want people to really appreciate how valuable they are. God created each and every one of us, and we deserve this. We're entitled to this. We're his kids, so we should have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so I so agree. So, what do you think? Well, so let me let me let me say it this way. So, I definitely believe that one of the ways you can change your, you know, change the traje- the trajectory can't speak uh, in terms of, you know, changing, you know, your 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 personal situation and your personal economy because that's you know that's what you that's what you just you know, said that you do. What are some some practical steps, maybe two, three, 
practical steps um, that someone could take, like right now? Well, I mean, outside of just um, calling me or reaching out to me so I can give you, like, a clear path and a direction, um, you know, our mm-hmm. company, we set up what's called personal economy performance plans. Um, and that mm-hmm. really, it really takes a look at your life to say, where have you been, where are you now, and where do you want to go? And then we work together with our clients to figure out a roadmap and a strategy for them to get where they want to go. And all of these are personalized, which is why it's a personal plan, because everybody's path is a little different. But the practical things people need to do is first and foremost is make sure you're getting the information you need to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And don't just sit and rely upon, well, this is what I think or this is what somebody else knows. Make sure you're educated in the areas you need to make decisions. The second thing is to make sure you're operating with a budget. You need a plan. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. You need to know what do you have, where are you going, and what do you want to do. And then the third thing is to allow yourself space to make mistakes and opportunities to grow. Because I think oftentimes we feel like we should know this, we should know better, we should be able to figure this out. And the reality of it is is that unless you work in financial services, keeping up with our economy is a hard job. But those basic things, you know, I'm going to say it like this. Your bills are due on or before the due date. If you're paying them on the due date or after, they're late. If you can get your mindset around that concept, that will help with your budget. That will help with your credit and help you understand that. The other piece is we all think it takes money to make money. Most of the millionaires in this country started with very small amounts of money and let their money work for them. We need to be operating in that space as well. And then the third thing is to make sure you are partnering with the financial partner that's going to help you navigate through what you need to do. Our services, our consultations, our meetings are free. There's absolutely no reason for people not to spend time talking to us or attend one of our free workshops because then they can learn this information. But don't just sit and wait. And I know you said one to three or so, but I just, you have to have a plan. (laughs) Yes, yeah, so you yeah. have to have a plan, and you need to stick to that plan, but let somebody help you do that that specializes in that space. Um, I like to say it like this. Like, I am not a doctor, right? So you might say to me, you, you might say, Kimberly, I have a headache. Now, I can sit and speculate 20 things that might be causing you to have a headache, but I'm not a doctor. And if your he- headache persists, at some point in time, I'm probably going to say, you know, maybe you should go see a doctor because that's what the doctor specializes in. He's going to be able to look at you do some tests, get your vitals and all these kind of things, and he'll be able to say, this is what's causing your headache. The same is true when you talk to a financial professional. I can sit and diagnose what it is you're going through, help you navigate through that, and then tell you what you probably should be considering to do in that space. So it's the same kind of concept. When you want to get something done, you go to a doctor or a specialist or a mechanic. You wouldn't bring your doctor your car to fix because that's not what he does and vice versa. So the same is true for financial professionals. It is perfectly fine to get help. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how important is mindset about this whole thing? I mean, (laughs) how important is that? Mindset is everything. (laughs) I asked that, you know, and I asked that already knowing what your answer was going to be, but, you know, again, it's for the sake of the listener. So go ahead uh, and and finish your thought. (laughs) Yeah, so here's the thing. It's like people, you are going to be exactly what you believe you're going to be. 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you believe you can or if you believe you can't, you're correct. You are right. So here's what I tell people all the time. We always have an opportunity in any situation to decide, is it good or bad? Most people naturally will go to the bad. I deliberately on purpose go to the good. Your mindset and what you believe as to what you deserve, how you should be living your life and what you want out of your life literally is everything. And for the ladies that are on here, because we are talking to ladies 50 and over, we really only started. We've really just begun. So if you believe that you want to start a business and stuff, then you will start a business. If you believe you can get it done, you will. But if you believe you won't, you will not. So I, I really think that it's really, it starts in your mind, it goes to your heart, and then you execute on that. Um, so mindset is everything. I just decide. People often ask me, well, how do you change your mind, or how do you just decide you're going to do something and just do it? Because I just decide. I'm mentally, um, and our minds are like the most amazing computer in the world. So if you yeah. believe it and if you can see it and just go after it, and when you don't think you can, just tap into somebody who can remind you, that know you can, and you will be surprised at what you will accomplish. So it is literally everything. It is the key, the source, the root, all of it. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, when I talk to people, you know, I tell them it's like your mindset is going to make or break whatever you set out to do. Because if you don't have the right mindset, you know, around it, just like you just said, you know, uh, but it. And I wish I had known that early on because even for me when, you know, I first, you know, started out in my business, I didn't have the right mindset around it. And there were, you know, a lot of areas that I thought, well, gosh, I should be, you know, I should be further along in my business than this, you know. But it really all boiled down to my mindset. I did not have the right mindset. I didn't have the right mindset around money. I didn't have the right mindset around business. I mean, when I started out in my business, I, I was self-employed thinking that I had a business. But mm-hmm. those are two different things. <laughs> and yes, so, you know, there's things. nothing wrong. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with self-employment. But just understand that you, you, when you have a business, it's going, to, it's, it's going to be something that operates whether you are working in it or not. When you're self-employed, everything revolves around you. And mm-hmm. I did not have, when I first started out, and I, did, I, had, I didn't really have a coach, actually, that helped me, you know, through some of the mindset stuff. And I really thought, I thought I knew it. I was like, well, I, I, I got the skill sets. I know how to organize. You know, I felt like God had called me to do it, and, and I don't have any regrets about that at all, but I just didn't realize how important mindset uh, was. And once, you know, I started to kind of tweak certain things because it's an ongoing thing. That reprogramming of your mind, that's an ongoing thing. It doesn't like you turn on a switch and, oop, there it is. Okay, everything, it's, it, it's an ongoing process and so um yeah yeah um so uh, because i know you i know you're very productive but i wanted you to share with the audience um how do you stay productive and motivated how i stay productive and motivated so one of the things that i think is really important is to know where you want to go and why 
Um, a mm-hmm. lot of times, most of us are just existing through life. We're not living our lives. So the first thing I think is really important for people to have a personal vision. You need to have a personal idea of what does your life look like. Then mm-hmm. at that point in time, you need to decide, okay, now how do I make my vision come true? How do I live that kind of life and surround yourself by people that are going to support you in that and help you grow it and be willing to grow, go through the growth process to get there and understand that it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's an ongoing journey in your life. Um, but I, I think that a lot of people really get stuck in this is just the way it's supposed to be or I can't do more about it. And the reality of it is, is that you're in full control all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and that is so, so very important. Um, do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't have a favorite quote because I love I love quotes. Um, you know, one of my favorite people to follow is um, Maya Angelou, and bless her heart that she's not here with us anymore, but I just loved the way she used to speak about things. So one of the quotes yeah. I have on my wall is, um, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And I love that because at the end of the day, when I leave here, and go on to heaven, I don't want people talking about what I owned or, you know, any of the accomplishments I may have had. I want them to talk about what I taught them and what they plan to teach other people. I want them to talk about how I made them feel and that they felt like having me in their life was a value to them. Um, and so I mm. focus on that a lot with most of the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So the way I stay productive for me is that I keep my end goal in mind at all times. I think mm-hmm. about when I don't feel like doing something today, if I don't get it to done today, then what is that going to take away from tomorrow? Um, so I'm a planner. I'm very strategic about how I plan my weeks. Um, and you do know me well, so you know I'm getting ready to say this. So one of my favorite books <laughs> that I use literally as a guide every day, all the time, it's on my desk, is The 12-Week Year. Um, and I love yeah. this book because the 12-week year was written by Brian P. Moore and, and Michael Lennington. Um, but in the book, they really talk about living your life. So I have four years in every calendar year. Um, but you focus on things for 12 weeks at a time, and you set goals for a 12-week period, and then you reset and you restart. And any of us can focus on anything for 12 weeks. But in the 12 weeks, you break down each of the 12 weeks into daily tasks, you plan your weeks out, and then you accomplish those. So what that does for me is then I feel very rewarded when I accomplish the things that I set out for any individual day or I set the goals for a particular week. I'm not setting goals for 12 months. I'm not even setting goals for 12 weeks. I'm setting goals for this week. Um, And so I stay productive that way, and by doing that on a consistent basis, I actually end up hitting the goals that I have because I'm focused on them all the time. But it all drives back to why am I doing this in the first place? What is my personal vision, my personal mission? How does my company then serve that? And then that's the activity I do because ultimately for me, it's God, my family, and then everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what are – I got two more questions. Okay. So one is um, what's next? for Purpose Consulting? 
So it's interesting. Right now, I'm really focused on getting more people in our community, more black people particularly, involved in financial services. Once I heard about the statistics around how much we spend in our economy, but how many of us are actually working to help us understand it, um, I was already on a mission to help people build financial services companies before, um, but now that is literally what's next for me, is planning how do we introduce more people to this and teach them how to build businesses of their own that they will own themselves mm. and can pass on to their families um, in financial services. What does that look like for them? How do we reach them, reaching some of these younger people? Because as people retire out, we'll have less and less. Um, so that's the, the next big priority. Um, the second thing I think for me is really around the sustainability and profitability of Purpose Consulting. We are fully profitable and sustainable at this point in time, um, but growth is always something on my mind because it's not good enough for me that we've accomplished mm -hmm. a goal. What I want to make sure is that we are serving God and using our gifts to the best of our abilities at all times. And I don't think that we have reached that. I don't think we ever will because I think God will continue to grow us. So I'm very focused on our growth. How do we keep growing? How do we get better? How do we make sure we're using all of our gifts to the best of our abilities at all times? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are, and then can I, I guess say so. this too, quickly? Can I say this also? So one, yes, of the things that's happened last, one of the things that's happened to me recently that's really been weighing on my heart this week is that um, we specialize in making sure people know how to protect themselves should something happen. And we talk to people about this all the time. Everybody that I know, love, and care about and everybody they know, love, and care about needs to have living benefits. And living benefits is insurance you can use while you're alive should you get sick. COVID brought that really, really home for a lot of people, but it also brought home that most of us are not financially prepared for any kind of emergencies. And so we in the last week have had two people that we spoke to about making sure we put all these things in place, and they did not. And now both of them have been diagnosed with cancer, and I cannot help. And mm. I am so bothered by that. And not that I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I really want to make sure people understand the importance of not waiting or putting things off or assuming it's going to happen to somebody else or, well, I'm not planning for that. None of us ever are. Um, but you need to have these things in place. And it's literally how people maintain their wealth and make sure that their families are taken care of. Wealthy people do it all the time. And so I just really want to make sure that all of us that are in the middle class that are working all the time and are really just trying to make sure we're taken care of that, we're protecting ourselves in that same way. So I will be talking quite a bit a lot about that pretty much everywhere I go and everything I do. Absolutely, because I know from personal experience uh, with you, you know, about the importance of, you know, living benefits and, uh, you know, having that type of, you know, insurance in place. And, uh, man, I tell you, it's, 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 it's really like not having to think about some of those things, you know, what if that this happened and not having something in place if this happened, you know, is it, it takes such a huge load off of your mind. And, you know, I am so, you know, thankful for you and thankful for, you know, you being such the, you know, the crusader and wanting that for everybody, you know, because everybody needs that. 
Um, and so I am so thankful, you know, that we've, you know, we've had that, you and I have had the conversation and where, you know, we were able to put something in place and I feel like it was just so, so timely, you know, for us. And so, yeah, that is, I mean. Yeah, and you know me well enough to know that I'm going to fight to get it. And you know me well enough to know yes. that I'm not going to give up on people. Um, because here's the thing, 60% or 60 more, 60 plus actually, um, percent of the bankruptcies that are filed in this country is because somebody gets sick and they don't have the resources yeah. to cover it and now they have all these bills to pay. Um, but the disproportionate amount of people in the community, black community, or women in our age group that could have had this mm -hmm. in place and didn't is so disproportionately high. Um, and it's simply because nobody told them. So one of the things I don't want anybody yeah. to say to me is that I never told them. No, I'm going to tell you, and you know me, I'm going to tell you. And matter of fact, and yeah. you going to listen. <laughs> you may not want to do anything about it, but I'm going to make sure because it's a tool that is so valuable and it's yeah. available to us. We just didn't know. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for those of you who are listening, believe me, believe her. She will tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we any final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts uh, in terms of, you know, just, you know, whatever you wanted to uh, close out saying? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think the one thing I think, especially for this group, so first, thank you for starting this because I think we spend a whole lot of time um, in our age group trying to take care of everybody else, but we never in our 50s and beyond kind of learn how to do things for ourselves or to understand that we deserve it or we still can do things. Um, so I really, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm the one who said it, is that the only limitations we really have are the ones we set for ourselves. So mm -hmm. I think what I would encourage all the women um, listening to this podcast and all the women in their 50s and above is to think about what can you still do, what do you want to do, and go after that and let all the rest of us support you in that. Make sure we know what you're doing so we can help. But don't stop. Mm -hmm. Don't stop dreaming. Don't give up. And don't think you just have to settle and just retire gracefully. I tell people all the time, I have no intentions of retiring gracefully. I'm going to be kicking and having a party until I leave. Um, so yeah. I think that would be my final thought is just go after whatever it is you want and don't let anybody stop you except for you. Yeah, I I totally love that because I was thinking, you know, as you were saying that, I was like, you know, what, you know, because one of the things, and I can't remember if I said it um, earlier, but that one of the things that I have found is that we, we do take care of everybody else, especially mm -hmm. those of, in our community. We're, we're always taking care of everybody else and, you know, no rest, you know, we work ourselves grinding, you know, and we just, uh, we don't, we don't think about ourselves. And then we think that, you know, this is always a good thing, but it's like the analogy of, you know, when you're on a plane, you know, you, you, if, if the plane is going down, right, you take the oxygen mask yourself and then you help the other person. And so I believe in that concept when it comes to, you know, you know, helping other people. You can't help someone if you are not, you know, taking care of yourself, if you are not going to the doctor, you're not, you don't have, you know, some things in place just in case you can't, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's just one of the things, I mean, I just, I love what you, 
you know, what you said about that, because it's something, it's a message I believe that really for those of us in, you know, this age group really need to hear, really need to, you know, bring that home because it's, uh, it's something that we, you know, we do all the time. I mean, I talk to people all the time, you know, and so, uh, yeah, so thank you for that, Kimberly. So how can people uh, contact you? And let us know what well, you got so going on. So, Yeah, so I'm pretty easy to contact because if you type in Purposed Consulting, and Purposed does have a D on it, so Purposed Consulting, you can find me at, in all the social media platforms. You can email me at info at purposedconsulting.com, or you are more than welcome to reach out to me through Messenger, or you can call me at 214-938-6350. I am text-friendly. Um, one of the things that people say, well, you know, you're the CEO and the president of your company and you're so busy. It's like, ah, I'm never that busy. And I'm not that important either. So info at purposeconsulting.com is the best email address um, because that way my executive assistant will make sure that I reach out back to you and we get you on the calendar. Um, but the other thing is that we host two signature events, Money 101. Yeah. I do that event every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central. It is a free How Money Works workshop. It's about an hour long, and I walk through the fundamental principles about money. We don't talk about any products. There's no sales or anything like that. It's literally just to get people thinking about where they are and what they need to be putting in place. And then I host a monthly networking event for women called Wine, Women, and Wealth. And that event is generally the third Tuesday of every single month. And we always have a different topic, and I bring in research that are applicable to women things that we need to know, things we need to be paying attention to, um, just things to make sure that we are all encouraged and motivated. So either one of those things, and again, you can find us on Facebook um, or you can find us on LinkedIn or Instagram and you'll see our events there. But everybody's welcome to join them at any point in time and just get the information. Information is free. We'll lead you, you know, what's that old analogy? We'll lead you to the water, but we can't make you drink or we'll teach you how that's to fish it. instead of just giving you yep. a fish. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to teach yeah. you how to fish. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. teach you how to fish. I'm not just giving you a fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Um, and the idea then is that you go teach somebody else how to fish. So join us for any of those things, but that's how you can reach me. Um, I look forward to hearing from everybody and anybody. And if worst case scenario, you can't remember any of that, just find out Dreamer. She knows how to find me. <laughs> and definitely the information will be in the show notes and so they'll you know there will be links to all of the uh resources and the events and things that you um you have available. Hi, this is Aldrima Harper and thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you got value for where you are in your entrepreneurial endeavor. And if you'd like to know more about how I can further serve you, simply go to CoachDreama.com. Again, that's CoachDreama.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day.